At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash this is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in to the Pro Football Blitz, the week four of the 2021 NFL season. Brady Cannon and James Salinas along with you as we dive into the Pro Football Blitz is three hours of a deep dive into NFL Week 4. And James Salinas, good to have you back. I know you were on injured reserve last week. I trust you're feeling better. Uh, you are live, of course, from Denver, Colorado. I am at the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino once again for an edition of the Pro Football Blitz. And before we get into the games, my friend, I want to ask you what is your overall assessment of the league at this point as we get into the final week of the first quarter of the season, I wrote an article for Point Spread Weekly that came out on Wednesday, and I talked about preseason expectations and being able to have an open mind and adjust if there's some teams that are confusing you. And maybe this is a point in the season where, you know, if that team or teams that is confusing you, this is probably a crucial spot here in week four. If those expectations don't play out this week, you do probably need to reshuffle the deck and take a look at those teams that you don't have a real good hold on. Odds makers, betters, certainly we're still getting a feel for every team in the league right now. I don't think we really know the true identity of most of these teams just yet. We probably will pretty soon. A lot of professional betters don't even implement their numbers until after week four or five or even week six. So what is your take right now, overall big picture from a betting perspective, where we sit now in week four of the NFL, James? Brady, when it comes to the NFL, it's definitely a week-to-week -week league, and I try to stay, for my, for, for my process, I really try to stay away. I ch 
try not to have too much information coming into the season because we know, especially with teams, there's so much turnover, whether it's with personnel and or coaching changes. And a lot of times I'll stay clear of those teams that had a lot of turnover within their roster or on the sideline wearing the headsets. In this case here, uh, we've even had some teams, I think, I, I think looking at some of these teams at the expectations, sometimes these expectations get a little high. The first one that jumps off to me is the Washington football team, Brady, and thinking about how they performed in the second half of last year. Now, they got off to a really poor start last year, started 2-6 and six at the beginning of the season. Second half of the season was they really came on and then really had a great showing in the playoff loss to the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All the offseason talk about that front line, and rightfully so, last year that front four was fearsome for the Washington football team, being able to apply pressure consistently and getting quarterbacks off their spot and really allowing some of the deficiencies in the back seven uh, to, to be kind of hidden because of that tremendous pass rush. Well, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it from the pass rush. That football team is not stopping anybody is in Washington, and I think that's probably, of all the teams right now, I think to me that's probably the biggest surprise because there is a lot of talent. There wasn't a lot of turnover. There was some turnover at the quarterback position, and we know that Fitzpatrick went down early in, the, in that first game, but not a lot of turnover within that roster, and the coaching staff was intact. So I think for me, if there's any kind of surprise right now through the first few weeks of the season, it is the Washington football team. Well, speaking of the football team, the first game on the rotation will take place in Atlanta, where the Falcons will host the Washington football team. The opening line in this game over the summer, James, was Falcons minus three. I made it a pick and that's where it opened up. Currently, Washington is a one-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 48. Both of these teams are 1-2. and two. Washington blown out last week by the Bills. The Falcons are coming off of a win over the New York Giants. What are your thoughts on this game? Speaking of the football team, are they going to change your expectations this week? There we go. Smooth transition, right, Brady? Right to that Washington <laughs> football team. And it's been such a disappointment, I think, from the defensive side. Really what I've seen, it's the lack of adjustment from this Washington football team. They are, they do have such great talent up front with their front four. You're talking about Young on the edge with Sweat and Payne and Allen in the middle. Really ferocious team. Now, these guys have plenty of talent there, but what's been really disappointing to me is there's no creativity on the defensive side. It's just pretty much rush the four, stay in your lanes, try to contain, and you just beat your guy, and it's, we'll just beat him one-on-one, -on -one, and that right now is not happening. And what we haven't seen, and what I haven't seen anyway, Brady, is not a lot of adjustment, not a lot of creativity when it comes to, all right, well, let's try to free up Chase Young. Let's run a, uh, an inside stunt. Let's get some twists going, any kind of thing to show that we are going to, we can adapt to whatever these teams are adjusting to us up front, and we're just not seeing it. It's really it's really impacted this team defensively on the back end because ultimately this team hasn't been able to get off the field. They've given up the second most yards, co collective yards in the NFL through three weeks, and so much of that is because of the third down conversion rate. They're sitting at their opponents are converting third downs at a 59% clip. That is best in the league right now. So that is, uh, you talk about the struggles. It starts. It, you can talk about the front four, and they're not getting to the quarterback, and that's right, uh, and that's definitely true. But just not seeing a lot of creativity right now defensively, and it's really starting to wear that team down. You're seeing Washington in the second half of these games really get worn down. I think about that game, the week one against the Chargers. Chargers ran the football out the last six or seven minutes of that game. Washington was completely gassed, and I think that's where they're going to have to do a better job on third down. Now, is this going to be the team that ails them, that fix kind of get themselves right here? You're talking about the Atlanta Falcons. It's not a good offensive line. 
We know for Matt Ryan, veteran quarterback, not going to do a lot to confuse him there. He is hitting 71% of his passes, but it's just on an average of six yards per pass attempt. So a lot of quick, a lot of quick hitters getting the ball out quick because of that offensive line. I haven't made any plays here, Brady. I'm kind of just waiting to see, is this Washington football team going to pick up and live up to some of that off-season hype, especially with that front four being able to get to the quarterback? Maybe this is the spot where they get right here, but I'm not willing to put my money on it, so I have not made a play on either side or the total in this matchup. Yeah, I have not on this game either, and you alluded to it, James. We saw that defense really perform at a high level last year, but you have to look at who they faced. They really basically finished uh, faced no very good quarterbacks last year, and maybe that lends itself to making that defense look really good. Here's some interesting facts for you. Of course, head coach Ron Rivera and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio, they're both uh, former linebackers, very much defensive guys. In their coaching careers, in games following a game in which their defense surrendered 40 or more points, which they did last week to the Buffalo Bills, uh, Rivera is 5-2 and two against the spread. Del Rio is 4-2 and two against the spread. That's 13 follow-up games after surrendering 40 or more points. Only once have either Del Rio or Rivera's teams in that follow-up game given that opponent more than 20 points in that follow-up game. So these defensive guys, you know that's not sitting well with what they did against the Buffalo Bills offense. The trends show you that these guys learn how to fix it. I imagine they were uh, up the keisters of their defensive side this week in practice. I'm sure they were, but you still got to do something. Be, be, be creative. It's sometimes, yeah, and we know that the the track record for Del Rio and Ron Rivera, long-standing players in this league, a long time ago. Hard-nosed linebackers is what they were, but you know that was back in the '80s, and the game has definitely evolved. This is a whole new game here in the 21st century, via come 2021, and we know the rules are definitely fit to score points in in favor of the offense. Are these are, are these guys still stuck in their ways? I guess that's the mentality because I've watched this team three weeks in a row watching that front four, and it's just the same kind of vanilla, tired pass rush. Can they get themselves out of it? And sometimes guys get stubborn, and these guys have, you know, they, these they get, you're talking about that coaching staff. They've been around for a long time, and sometimes it's this is who we are, and we're going to be who we are, and we'll get ourselves okay because we believe in, in what we do, and this is our scheme, but you have to be adaptable in this league. Can those, can those guys who've been around for such a long time, do they have the ability to, to adapt? That's what remains to be seen. That's why it's a big question mark for me going into this game. I don't like the Atlanta side here. I know they were able to get, come back in the fourth quarter and win on the road against the New York Giants. But here, this is just not an offensive line. I don't, lo- I don't like the matchup for Atlanta, especially up front. I mean, if, if this is one game that the Washington football team front four can get themselves right, it is against this porous offensive line. We know Matt Ryan is going to try to get the ball out quickly, not going to stand back there and hold the ball for too long. That pass rush will get there eventually based on that matchup in the trenches. But right now, this remains to be seen as far as whether Washington will actually start to adjust, get out of their old school ways, and create some pressure in some creative ways. I'm not ready to bet on it because I just don't know if they're ready to start to make that adapt, be adaptable that way defensively. Both of these teams are giving up close to six yards per play on defense, and you talked about it, James. Washington is allowing opponents to convert on third down nearly 60% of the time. They protect Tyler Haneke pretty well as they're only allowing one sack per game, and when they're in the red zone, they're scoring touchdowns 75% of the time. Also note The Falcons do have a London game on deck, and that is typically not a good against-the-spread situation for the current week. 
All right, let's move to the Detroit Lions. They are 0-3 and off of a heartbreaking loss to the Baltimore Ravens. This will be their first division game as they travel to Soldier Field to take on the 1-2 and Chicago Bears. Neither of these teams, James, are really that great, but it looks like Detroit is starting to show a little bit of promise. They play hard for their coach. They're very good on both sides of the line of scrimmage. It's been a tough schedule for both of these teams. Detroit has faced the 49ers, the Packers, and the Ravens. Chicago has taken on the Rams, the Bengals, and the Browns. I made the number two in favor of Chicago. The Bears were a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the summer. Currently, we're at three in favor of Chicago with a total of 42. What are we going to see at the quarterback position, Brady? Is it going to be Fields? All mum all week. Well, the game time decision, they know who's going to play. Is it going to be Fields that steps out for his second start? Watching that game last week, now I had Cleveland every way upside down, and, <laughs> and it was really going to be the mismatch with that defensive line going against that front line for the Bears, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. But, you know, Matt Nagy sure didn't do anything to help the young rookie in his debut Six, on 60, 67% of their pass plays, had just the five blockers there, and you saw what he was under duress, got sacked six times in those of those throws that he had, No, only five blockers. Almost felt like he was the saboteur, was Nagy. Oh, you want to see Fields? You all, everybody's calling for Fields, Fields. Here he is. This is what it's going to look like all season long. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, but it sure didn't see any adjustment during that game. Right now, it's not a game that I've played. I don't like the Bears in this spot right now with that offensive line and the questions at quarterback. Detroit is competing and playing very hard. How do they bounce back, Brady, from such a heartbreaking loss with Justin Tucker, the Hall of Famer that he is, nailing it from 66 yards to win the game? at the buzzer. No, you're right. This one is a very tough one to call. I can see angles for either side here. I stayed away myself as well. When we come back, we'll dive into the Tennessee Titans taking on the New York Jets. Just getting underway here on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be right back in a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Another former Super Contest winner, my partner James Salinas, live from Denver, Colorado. James, the Tennessee Titans have won two in a row. They will go on the road to take on the New York Jets, who are at 0-3. And we've talked about this on the Pro Football Blitz before. As bad as the Jets look... Their defense is actually playing at a pretty high level. They've faced the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Broncos, and they've been forcing these teams into a ton of field goal attempts. Their red zone defense is only allowing touchdowns 33% of the time. They're allowing teams to convert on third down less than 30% of the time. And Tennessee, they have been real sloppy in those victories. They're turning the ball over. We know their defense is very suspect. And here in this contest, they have a lot of players out with injury on both sides of the ball. Key players, too. Let's start on the offensive side. The tandem of Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, not going to play in this game. So what does that mean? We're going to see a lot of Derrick Henry going in to hammer the football, and that the game plan coming into this matchup against the Jets, I suspect. These are the kind of games that I typically like that home dog. I love the angle here. You're getting seven. Now that number has come down. I see it in a number of places. It's down to six now, I think, once that information came out about the the tandem of receivers not being available for the Tennessee Titans. That's one of that's one piece of it when you have injuries to to two Pro Bowl receivers. And yeah, it's definitely going to have an impact on your game plan because ultimately, yeah, for the Jets, their issue is on the back end. It's the secondary. It's what it was last year. That's still what it is this year. But yeah, defensively, they're hanging in there because the offense, they have to because the offense is not giving them anything. They were shut out last week here in Denver, and they've only scored two offensive touchdowns through the three games. And one of those was in two of those. They were both in week one. One was at a garbage time last last possession of the game. So ultimately, yeah, the wrong young rookie quarterback there for the New York Jets and that offensive line is really a mess. I wanna I wanted to get on board with the Jets in the spot because I love the scheduling spot. I think it's a tough scheduling spot for the Titans. It's one one of those flat spots. You look at the first three games that they've played and very sloppy in that home opener and week one against the Arizona Cardinals where they just completely got manhandled up front. And then you look at second half coming back, dramatic game in overtime to win at Seattle, then big division game last week to take a take a hold in that AFC South division against the Colts last week. Now you have the flat spot against the Jets. I suspect this is just one of those games that the Titans are just looking, let's just get through it. Let's get through it healthy and put a notch one in the, up there with the W here, especially with our wide receivers out. Let's lean on Derrick Henry and pound the football here. But 
I just can't get on board with the Jets, Brady, even though I like the spot for New York at home. Right now, this is just an offense that has struggled through three games. And is this something that's going to turn around here in this next week for week four going up against this Titans front. Now, the Titans front's not one that's going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Probably going to be a good thing for the young QB back there, Zach Wilson, to actually have some time against his makeshift offensive line. But I just couldn't get there. At least I haven't gotten there yet, Brady. I haven't made a play on this game, but uh, my my initial lean, even though it's an ugly spot, would be for the New York Jets at home taking the points. Yeah, I'm exactly with you, James. I couldn't quite get there as well with the traditional spread, seven down to six now. I did tease the Jets up to 13, though. I, I think you will see an effort from the Jets. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. You talked about it with the Washington football team, that that defense may be starting to wear down. You could see that for the Jets as well, because they're on the field all the time. This offense has been so putrid. That defense is really having to shoulder the load for this New York Jets team. But uh, I did tease them up to 13, and we'll get to the other leg of that teaser when we get to our best bets segment. Safety Marcus May is out for the New York Jets in this game. Also, wide receivers Elijah Moore and Jeff Smith. The Jets will also be traveling to London next week to face the Atlanta Falcons. We mentioned it is a trendy spot to go against that team in this week when they're going to London in the following week. The Minnesota Vikings got one in the win column last week, James, over Seattle. And really, this team should be 3-0. The offense looks great. Kirk Cousins is playing at a high level. And they're not doing it against cupcakes either. They lost in overtime to Cincinnati, who's proven to be a pretty decent team. They missed a field goal as time expired to the Arizona Cardinals. And then they beat up on the Seahawks in their home opener. I made this one 2.5 in favor of the Cleveland Browns. Currently, the Vikings are catching 1.5 with a total of 51. I think this will be a really good game. What do you think? Think about, we had talked about team's identity. Well, we know exactly what the identity is of the Cleveland Browns. They want to run the football, and they've been tremendous so far this season, pounding the football, both with Chubb as well as Kareem Hunt back there. And we did see Odell Beckham Jr. come back last week against the Bears. Finally, after that knee surgery, looked pretty healthy, made some good plays, looked pretty sharp running his routes. So, That's a big up for their passing game, but I think here, the problem for me going into this matchup is going to be a couple fronts. This is really going to be an assessment game, Brady. I haven't made a play on this game. I'm kind of leaning towards the Vikings at home. Sitting here, I see some twos in favor of the Browns, getting a a short number, short home dog here, plus the two. My only concern right now is this Vikings run defense. It's one of the worst in the league. They're giving up nearly five five yards per carry. And contrast that against the Browns, who are one of the top teams in the league running the football at over five yards per carry. We know what that identity is. Is this something that Minnesota is going to be able to correct in that in against Cleveland in this matchup? Because you know that's exactly what's going to be coming down with them with that Browns running game here. Really, it's going to be an assessment game for me. The other side of the assessment piece, too, is... Looking at that Vikings secondary, this is a team that can give up. This is a, this is a team uh, that gives up some plays back there. Can Baker Mayfield make some plays with Odell Beckham Jr.? And then on the flip side here with the Browns, can the Browns get off the field? We know the Minnesota Vikings can throw the football. They've been very efficient throwing the football so far this season uh, with Kirk Cousins and company. Jefferson off to another great start of his young season. And then Thielen is always a good to move the sticks and, and keep possession of the football for the Minnesota Vikings, as well as some balance with Dalvin Cook running the football. I want to see for the Cleveland Browns perspective, are they going to be, they haven't really faced a tough, outside of week one when they had to face Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they 
had a, a nice reprieve, did that secondary playing against Justin Fields and that putrid Chicago Bears offense. It's a completely different matchup here. I'm leaning toward the Vikings right now, but no play as of yet because I just right now don't trust that Minnesota Vikings defense to be able to get stops consistently against that Browns running game. Yeah, the defense has not been good. And I think the numbers are a little bit skewed on the Browns defense because they had such a a domination of the Chicago Bears last week. They will also be without their first-round pick cornerback Greg Newsom in this game. This looks to me like whoever has the ball last is going to win this contest, and maybe going over the total is the best bet here. We have seen it move up to now 51.5. I also think it's worth noting, James, that Kevin Stefanski, the head coach for the Cleveland Browns, he spent 14 years as an assistant coach with the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of his assistants have spent time in the Vikings organization as well. So they should have an edge as far as game planning. And you touched on Minnesota's inability to stop the run. They rank 20th in the league in defending the run. They are 27th in defending the pass. The 1-2 and two Miami Dolphins will host the 0-3 Indianapolis Colts down in South Florida on Sunday. The Dolphins made it interesting late right here in Las Vegas last weekend, losing in overtime to the Raiders, James. The Colts, this is a mash unit. Quentin Nelson, Quiddy Pay, Braden Smith, and Kari Wills are all out. They are a desperate team facing an 0-4 start. I would love to tease them up to getting 8.5 points, but I just can't, James. I, I just can't get myself to do it. This team is so beat up. I've stayed away from it, too, from that perspective as far as the side is concerned the Dolphins offensively that we always start my matchups looking in the trenches and looking at the offensive line and I don't like this Dolphins offensive line whatsoever it's a very young offensive line now their center will not be available for this matchup either so now you're going to rotate having to put a new center because Deiter is not going to be in this game for Miami I think it's the hard part when I look at these offensive lines is I don't like the other side this is not the Colts offensive line that we anticipated starting the season. You mentioned it with the injuries with Quentin Nelson out, Braden Smith being out, and at left tackle Eric Fisher having come over from the Kansas City Chiefs off of Achilles surgery. Watched him last. He is not he is not anywhere close to 100%. So this is really a rough spot for the Indianapolis Colts in that offensive line. Only play that I've made here is looking at this offense with Carson Wentz. He's nursing two sprained ankles as well, so he is stationary in that pocket. I think it's just going to be a struggle for the Colts to get any kind of consistent passing game down the field. Going to have to be short passes, try to get the running game going. I'm sure Miami's going to come up and stack that box against Taylor and company to shorten up that run. I played one play here against the Colts, and I'm going team total under in this spot, Brady. Under 20.5 points. I did have to lay 20 cents on it, laying $1.20. But I think consistently for the Colts, it's going to be a struggle to move the football and put the ball in the end zone. So again, team total under 20 and a half points for the Colts. And it will, I did have to lay $1.20 on that bet. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor a little banged up in that Colts backfield as well. The Colts were plus three in the turnover margin last week in Tennessee. And they not only lost straight up, but also lost against the spread. It's probably worth mentioning here the Dolphins are going back and forth and across the country after being out here. Just had to expend a lot of energy to get it to overtime against the Raiders, and then ultimately they suffer a loss. So to your point, James, I don't exactly expect an inspired effort out of Miami either. I'm staying away from this game as well. When we come back, it's time to play Consider It, Book It, or Drop It, a weekly feature here on the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Home Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com's data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, a game we like to play week in and week out called Consider It, Book It, or Drop It. I will read a stat sheet for a particular player off to James. He'll try and guess it. I will reveal the mystery player, and then we will consider the bet book the bet, or decide to drop the bet. And this time around, James, we are looking at players that are eligible for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And I will start with this gentleman. Over three games, he has accumulated 10 tackles, one of those for a loss. He also has half a sack. In three games, his team's defense has allowed 20 points per game, which currently ranks seventh in the league, and also ranks third in yards per game allowed with under 250. On May 19th, this player was 8-1 to one to win defensive player or defensive rookie of the year. He has now gone up to 10-1. to one. Do you know who this is? Be the rookie linebacker from Notre Dame at Cleveland, Jeremiah Owosu-Karamoa. There you go. That is that. the man. Uh, like I say, 8-1 to one preseason. He is now 10-1. to one. And I talked about this in our breakdown of the uh, Browns and Vikings game. I think the Browns defense, the numbers have been a little skewed because they just completely shut down Chicago so much that their numbers have really, I think, are a little out of place. But uh, what do you think about uh, Oyusu Koromara? Would, would you bet him at 10-1? to 1? I would not. I think he's not really a splash player. His job is not to – they're not going to be having him they'll, – they'll rush him occasionally, but for the most part, he's – Really a, a, a strong safety. Uh, he's a linebacker in a strong safety body. He's there to help support the run. He's got a great speed, so he can get from sideline to sideline to kind of run down run down some of those backs. But I think the bigger thing is he's more in coverage, and I think that's what they wanted in. They needed some speed and coverage to help out those safeties. They've, a lot of changes for this Cleveland Browns offense in the offs or defense in the offseason through via free agency as well as here in the draft. So I just don't see him being making those big splash plays out there he's going to be in coverage a lot guard playing tight ends and I think they're they sometimes they run a lot of a kind of a, a, a four three five defense as well uh, but not strictly nickel I think that's where he's going to play and maybe more robber coverage that you'll see out of out of the young player so as far as do I want to bet him for rookie of the year I just don't see him making the big splash plays that's where you're going to get the big tackles for losses and the strip sacks those types of things that's just not really his role in this Cleveland defense so for me it would be one I wouldn't book it I'd probably drop it yeah I agree with you and I think it was a very savvy draft pick by the Cleveland Browns because you're right they kind of address more of a need in the secondary and coverage more so than along that front four if you will uh let's take a look at the next player here this is a guy I've been very impressed with in the early going of the season over three games this player has a total of 13 tackles two of those have been for a loss he also has one and a half sacks for the season his team's defense allows 23 points per game, which is 13th in the league. However, they are 26th in the league, allowing 402 yards per game, which is in the bottom third of the NFL. Who is this player that has a pro uh, an opportunity to win Defensive Rookie of the Year? 
Could this be my? Uh, is it Micah Parsons with the Dallas? Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it, it is, and, and he is at six to one, or was at six to one prior to the season beginning, and is still at six to one. I don't know if I'd bet on it. I, I think it's a considerate for me. I've been impressed with the young man, James. Well, and right now he's playing out of position because he's having to fill in for Demarcus Lawrence, who's not on the edge. He's going to be out for a number of weeks because really he's not. The, he's playing. He's been playing a lot of defensive end right now because of the injury to Lawrence. But that's not really where he's suited. He was going to be on that weak side linebacker spot, I believe, and being able to get after the quarterback from that side. But yeah, a little undersized to have to consistently play up front. Uh, but the thing here that potentially now if he's going to step into Lawrence's shoes, maybe has more opportunities to be able to get in that second or get in the backfield because we're, what are we seeing out of the Cowboys right now? We know that Dallas is going to put points on the board. We saw it Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles and no running game to speak of from Philadelphia. It was drop back and throw it, throw it, throw it throughout the entirety of that game. So with the, the fact that Dallas can score points the way that they do and we're sitting in this NFC East with right now, Dallas is clearly the so far young season, only three weeks in, but ultimately Dallas is clear cut favorite right now in that division where they're going to be playing from ahead in most games. And maybe that's somewhere where you can tee off on the quarterback and Parsons is somebody that has the ability to get back into that backfield and wreak havoc. Uh, and the fact that Demarcus Lawrence is out, if he can figure out a way to, to take advantage of his speed because he doesn't have the size to play on that edge, that maybe is something we can I can consider. I don't know if I'd book it right now, but I can consider it just thinking about the division that they're in, the fact that Dallas is going to continue to put points up on the board and their opponents are going to be behind and a lot of opportunities for some splash plays getting after the quarterback. Yeah, I think I would consider it as well at this point. And you're right, he's been a little out of position since Lawrence has gone out of the game. And, you know, for his purposes in this award, he could probably desperately use Lawrence getting back in that lineup and really back into his role where I think he thrives. And, you know, I noticed this guy right out of the beginning of the preseason where he made a couple of splash plays, and, and he's really continued that. He has been a, a nice uh, pickup, a shot in the arm for that Dallas Cowboys defense, but maybe it hurts his chances a little bit, James, because what it looks like so far, it's more of a weak spot for that Dallas club. We know that offense is electric, but uh, teams can also, I think, score on the Dallas Cowboys, and that might hurt the chances of Micah Parsons winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. All right, let's get to the last player here. And over three games, this player has nine tackles with one interception. He's arguably on one of the best defenses in the entire league. Over three games, this team has only allowed 8.7 points per game. That leads the league. They rake second in yards allowed per per game with uh, about 222. And if you look at the odds for this player, on May 19th, they were 10-1. to 1. He's actually moved down to 5-1 to 1 now. Who's this young man? Patrick Sertan Jr. Three for three today, sec. Mr. Salinas. Good job. Well, and I think about Patrick Sertan now. He's been able to step into the role because he didn't get a lot of snaps in week one, but when Ronald Darby went down, now you've seen the emergence of Patrick Sertan. Now, Patrick Sertan comes from great NFL lineage. We know that. So he's been around the game his entire life, been schooled up very well, not only at home with Pops showing him proper technique then came from Alabama and what a what a, we saw last year how it, how just impactful he was on that Alabama defense and now carrying over to the Denver Broncos because that's ultimately where Vic Fangio wants to live he wants his secondary to it, it starts on the back end a lot of teams start from the front and move back for Vic Fangio it starts on the back end and moves forward as far as assessing and and really accumulating talent and they got a great one here in Patrick Sertan 
And you think about the division that they're in, Brady. They're in the AFC West. Well, what have we seen from the other three teams that they're going to face here six times, six more times up in this season is all those teams are going to throw the football. We know Kansas City, they're going to be throwing the football. you got great quarterback play right now out of the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr, Offensive Player of the Month for September he was, and then Justin Herbert. So there's going to be a lot of slinging the football around in those games within their division to start with. Patrick Satane, I think that's that's I think Satane's probably one that I wouldn't book it right now, but it's definitely one I can consider just thinking about how he's going to fit into what Vic Fangio wants to do. And now that he's going to be that starting corner because of the loss of Ronald Darby, I think sky's the limit for this young quarterback. Yeah, you know, and he really made a splash in the preseason, too. I believe he had a pick six in the preseason, and he's carried that over with an interception already in the regular season. And and I'm with you. I think this guy is definitely a guy that you have to consider it. Miles Garrett, I know preseason was in the neighborhood of six or seven to one, and he certainly padded his case with the big effort he had against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears last week. Uh, but I think Sertan is definitely a can- uh, Miles Garrett, of course, is Defensive Player of the Year, not a rookie. I Pardon me. Uh, but another player that is making an impact as far as winning an award. But Sertan, as far as a rookie, I I think certainly one of the heads of the class here. James, you talk about Vic Fangio, and we know he has an extensive defensive background. You're right there in Denver. He's got a big test. We've seen Vic Fangio make a lot of mistakes as far as game management and clock management towards the end of a contest. He goes up against one of the best in John Harbaugh this week. How do you think Fangio holds up in that matchup? I think this is where for this Denver Broncos team, a lot of talk all week long out here, Brady, that the Bron- and, and they haven't. The Broncos haven't played any team of significance at this point, but they've been hearing that talk all week long about how they haven't faced anybody, and now this is going to be the stiff challenge here. I'll tell you what, last week's game against the Jets, really kind of pedestrian effort, and anytime you're going to play the Jets, it wasn't that that mile high stadium was really not rocking. They got ahead early and kind of just coasted to victory. That place is going to be jamming on Sunday. It is going to be lit. It is going to be live in Mile High Stadium. I think I think this is where they're going to be able to get some pressure on the on the quarterback and, and for Jackson for Jackson back there for Baltimore. This has been a tough season so far. A lot of road trips for Baltimore. I think this is going to be a great game. It's probably one of the marquee games in the afternoon in this matchup, and I'm leaning towards the Broncos here. I think the Broncos are going to show up in Mile High and give that Baltimore team everything they can handle on their offensive side. Yeah, if you look at this schedule, when we get to the late games on Sunday through Sunday night and into the Monday nighter, it is a murderer's row of contests. I can't wait until, of course, Sunday morning, but Sunday afternoon is just loaded with great contests. We'll come back and talk about the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons, of course, and the Carolina Panthers visiting Big D when we return right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits is another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Check out the Pro Football Blitz right here every weekend with James Salinas and Brady Cannon breaking down the NFL card for Week 4. And we have found ourselves in Dallas, the 3-0 Carolina Panthers on the road to take on the 2-1 Dallas Cowboys. Carolina will be without running back Christian McCaffrey and also cornerback J.C. Horn. Dallas comes off of a very impressive win on Monday night over Philadelphia. Dallas, of course, James, is on a short week. The Panthers will have extra rest taking care of the Texans last Thursday. The Cowboys were made five and a half point favorites over the summer. I made it three and Dallas opened up as a four and a half point favorite. Currently, it is a four in favor of Dallas with a total of 51 and a half. Interesting the narratives that we hear week in and week out in the NFL, right? And a lot of times narratives will get shaped to which way betters actually want to bet and how do I have some confirmation bias of why I want to take certain teams and why I want to stay away from certain teams. We were just mentioning the Denver Broncos, and rightfully so. They haven't played any top-shelf opponents at this point, but... Thinking about the Carolina Panthers on that other side, have they done the ha, where who have they played? And I think that's where I look at here in this matchup thinking, okay, well, you know what they opened up with? Zach Wilson, his first rookie start for the Jets. They opened up at home, did the Carolina Panthers, jumped on them early and kind of cruised a victory there. Next week, you're home again, and you're playing the New Orleans Saints. And I think it was the perfect spot. I was all over the the Panthers in that game, plus four, plus four and a half, whatever those numbers ended up coming down to. And 
it was the perfect scheduling spot. You you just had you're you're taking a, a team against the you're playing a Saints team that had just won on the road, big emotional game in Jacksonville, beating the Green Bay Packers, and they hadn't been home for a month. Tired team, beat up team as well. They had like a dozen guys on injured reserve, no show, didn't show up with Jamin Winston, had a terrible game in that matchup. And then right around in the short week, they get to play the Houston Texans without Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills making his first start as a rookie and a short week to play that Carolina team. Now they've had 10 days to prepare for this Dallas team, but this Dallas offense is we know what Dak Prescott has been doing. They've been throwing the ball, putting the ball in the end zone, but they've also been running the football too because I think teams have had to play a lot of nickel and play a lot deeper trying to trying to keep everything in front of them. Well, what has Dallas done? Come out and run the football the last two games and been able to run it very effectively. 358 yards on the ground in those last two games. That's going to be the challenge here for this young Panthers team. And right now, Sam Darnold, as well as he's looked in the first three weeks, am I ready to go and put money on him on the road right now? I'm not. I'm not ready. I need to see it from the Carolina Panthers. Now they're actually going to play an offense consistently that can score points. A lot of talk about the Panthers' defense. I think Hassan Reddick coming over on that bookend to match up with Burns on the other side as far as the pass was concerned. That was a great pickup, getting Reddick back there. But... I'm not ready to jump on this team right yet, especially with McCaffrey out. I just don't know if the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold are going to be able to match scores with the Dallas Cowboys because Dallas is going to put points up on the board again. Can Carolina, without their playmaker in the backfield with McCaffrey, be able to match those scores? I suspect not. No play for me as of yet, Brady. I don't like the number sitting there at 4.5, but my lean is towards the Cowboys in this matchup. Well, you said it. The uh, storyline heading in is who of the Carolina Panthers played at 3-0 and in the NFC South and atop that division. They have played Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback for the Jets. They played the Saints in that horrible spot that you mentioned. And they've taken on Davis Mills. Even in their win over the Houston Texans, they did not have to face Tyrod Taylor. They lead the league in a handful of defensive categories. So is that you know, a credit to who they've played so far, or is it about who that defense really is? On the flip side, the Dallas Cowboys are giving up 6.7 yards per play on defense. And I actually, I talked about this with Cleveland a little bit, James. I think the defensive stats for the Cowboys are a little bit skewed too because of off of that Monday night contest against the Philadelphia Eagles. They really got out in front of Philly early and, and just shut them down, and Philly was not able to do anything the rest of the game. Dallas was able to pin their ears back and, and really control that game defensively. So I don't know if their defense is really as good as their numbers say they are. And I also think, I think this has to be a part of your handicapping week in and week out in the NFL. I think it maybe matters as much uh, as any other sport out there that we look at, and that is coaching. And I think there's a pretty good size mismatch here with Matt Rule against Mike McCarthy. I think Rule has proven himself to be a really good head coach. And given that extra few days to prepare, I think he'll have his team ready. They're definitely going to be ready to come and play. I think they're using this. This is our measuring stick if you're the young Carolina Panthers team. We're going to go into Big D and go face this Dallas Cowboys team that has been putting plenty of points up on the board, especially having great balance the last two weeks, not only throwing it, but running the football very effectively here. This is just, I, I need to see it first before I'm ready to back the Carolina Panthers and put my money on them in this spot, Sam Darnold, on the road, especially with McCaffrey on. I think if McCaffrey was in there, the number might be a little bit different. I don't know if it's sitting at four and a half, maybe it's a three and a half. I'm not sure what he's worth to this number, but you're going to have to match some scores. And you know Dallas is going to be able to put some points on the scoreboard here. 
Sam Darnold now, this is their biggest challenge to date. Not so much because of the defense that they're playing. I agree. Dallas is susceptible. They're going to give up some points, too. This is not a great, especially with with Demarcus Lawrence being out of there and Parsons having to step up on that defensive line, really undersized at that position. But to me, this is where Sam Darnold, is this really, you found this body's played very well through three games of this season, but it always helps to have Kristen McCaffrey back there, not only running the football, but such a target out of the backfield. Such a, Anytime he's on the field, that is a key player that all defenses are always going to have to game plan around. The fact that he's not there in this matchup just gives me pause for concern for betting on the Carolina Panthers. All right, Carolina, you want to step up and start competing with the big boys? Great season so far. I like what they've done defensively. It's a very young defense, too, uh, but I like the speed that they have out there. I really like Jeremy Chin. Keep an eye on Jeremy Chin. Plays a lot in the slot. He come down and plays a lot of run support, too. Hard hitter, big playmaker for them. I like this Carolina defense, but I need to see it first before I'm ready to back it. So right now, Sam Darnold, prove to me that you can go on on the road in Big D and put up number of, put, put up the points necessary to be able to compete and get into a shootout with the Dallas Cowboys because that's what this game is going to be. Yeah, definitely a real test for Sam Darnold in this one, who did beat the Dallas Cowboys as a member of the New York Jets in 2020. Also, I know you like to look at scheduling spots, James, and this is a division sandwich for the Dallas Cowboys. They come off of the game against Philadelphia. They will take on the New York Giants next week. And speaking of the Giants, they are still looking for their first win of the season. It looked like it might come against Washington. That did not happen. They got out to a good start against the Atlanta Falcons. They let that one slip away. Now, New Orleans has been the real Jekyll and Hyde, but James, we were talking about that bad spot in week two. I kind of throw that out. I mean, they had all the coaches. They are in Jacksonville. They have the travel. They're practicing in Fort Worth. I think that effort, you know, a lot of people are latching on to the topsy-turvy New Orleans Saints. I really kind of look more at their game one and their game through, uh, game three, and I kind of throw that second one out. Um, they will be back in the Superdome for this game, and it kind of reminds me of the Hurricane Katrina game. Those fans are going to be loud and proud and backing their team inside the Superdome in this one. I'm with there. I'm right there with you. I, I, it's Saints or nothing for me. And ultimately, this is I didn't. It's sitting at seven and a half, and you, I, I just so frugal when it comes to laying big numbers in the NFL. If I was going to lay it, this would be the perfect spot to back the Saints and lay that number. I didn't. I put them. It's one. It's a half a leg of a teaser play that I did to drop them down to one and a half. But looking at this Giants team going on the road now, this is one of the. It's one of the poorest offensive lines you have in football, and now you're going to be going into the Superdome. And you mentioned it, Brady. It is going to be so loud and ruckus in there. We're going to see false starts. We're going to see delay a game. Twelve men on the field. You name it. You're going to see a lot of penalties against the Giants in this spot. And then on the other side, who's going to be calling the plays? I think communication is going to be an issue for sure for the Giants going into this game. Not only the offensive side, but now the defensive side too. Uh, their leader, their captain, their leading tackler, Blake Martinez, blew his ACL out last ACL out last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Now they're going to have a new play caller, new signal caller, new guy with the green dot in there. That is a huge loss for the Giants. Blake Martinez not being out there. He led this team with 151 tackles last year. He he was the leading tackler through three games or two and a half games before he got hurt against the Falcons. That's a big loss, too. So for me, talking about an emotional spot for the New Orleans Saints finally coming home, not just for the game, not just for this team. This is for this city here. I think if there's anything, I think we're all rooting for the Saints to win this football game, and that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to root for my money and root for my pocketbook as well. I'm going to put them in the in that teaser spot, Saints half a leg, 
Six-point teaser down to one and a half in this matchup. Yeah, I'm there with you. I tease the Saints down as well. You know, the Giants, they have issues on the offensive line. Darius Slayton and uh, Sterling Shepard will be out of this game at wide receiver. Uh, Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, however, are really good in the role of a road underdog. Daniel Jones himself, 9-2 and two against the spread as a road dog. Saints coach Sean Payton has faced Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, for the New York Giants, he faced him twice when he was head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2018 and 2019. He held Garrett's Cowboys to point totals of 10 and 13 in those contests. I've got one other little stat for you here about the New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants when we come back on the other side. But first, we've got to reveal the contest picks. Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson up next on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.